The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about innovative forms of communicating with your prospects and customers. Joining us is Brian Podolek, who is the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia, which is an AI solution for direct sales. And today, Brian and I are going to discuss the conversational AI revolution for call centers. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Brian Podolek, the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia. Brian, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you making the time and tuning in all the way from Boca Raton, Florida. You're across the country here. Yes, sir. We had a beautiful day over here. I don't know how the weather is there, but we had some rain yesterday, but today is beautiful. Sun is shining in the suburbs of San Francisco. I'm watching an airplane land uh, right in SFO as we speak. It's a good day here, and it's a good day to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence and communicating with our customers. You're sort of in the center of an interesting space where marketing and sales is getting blended together, and a lot of the technologies that we're using to converse with our customers, whether it be chatbots or, in your case, call centers, they're sort of you know using the same technologies and relying on each other. Talk to me about what's happening in call centers and, and how is AI becoming sort of a revolutionary product in your line of business? Absolutely. It's interesting. When we started this journey a little over two years ago in development compared to where we are today, just the change, let's say, in call centers or in business in general. Right now, what we're finding is a lot of companies are having holes in their infrastructure with this. I'll put this in air quotes, people not wanting to work. So there's a lot of staffing challenges for the call center industry, whether it's outbound sales, appointment confirmation, inbound customer service, et cetera. So right now we have this opportunity to assist organizations to fill in those holes. What we're really trying to do is make sure that the customer's experience, those clients of ours, their customers don't call to an airline and have a three-hour hold time or four-hour hold time that they can get helped right away. So the industry has definitely changed dramatically over the last couple of years, and we're so excited to be a part of it. The great resignation is upon us. People are leaving their jobs, switching to new industries, and some of the, I don't want to say remedial tasks, but some of the sort of lower paying job, high workload type call center jobs might be harder to fill. I personally sat on hold for 55 minutes today with the financial services company and didn't even get my call answered 
what the heck? This is a problem for everybody. Yes, last week it was AT&T. I think I was on hold for like an hour and a half. Can the machines take over and start answering our problems here, answering our questions here? Absolutely. I mean, the technology's advanced so much just over the last two years. And it was at Moore's Law, right? How quickly technology changes and keeps up with us and just speeds up. But what's really exciting about the technology now today is that if you had that whole time, or here's another example, you're trying to fill out a lead form and have somebody call you back in three or four days go by. You're interested in a product or service now. You want to get somebody to call you back right away and you don't have people to call back. So the great thing about our technology is we can scale from, let's say, five virtual agents on the phone to 500 literally in minutes and then back down again. So we can hit those peaks, making sure the customers are being helped right away instead of that one hour, two hour whole times. I understand sort of the premise of less people are working. You need to be more efficient when you're handling your call centers, mostly your inbound sales lead generation. The staffing problem is pretty obvious these days. That said, I don't know what the experience is like when you're trying to get a hold of a person and you end up on the phone with a robot. Is this one of those situations where we're press one for customer service, press two to have us tell you to visit the website, press three to wait on hold? You know, what's the actual AI doing and, and how good is it in having a conversation? That's great. And it's actually a two-part piece of technology. Number one, you have to have that phone switch to handle the calls to connect to an AI. You know, as you say, robot, we call our technology a DISA. But either way, so our first piece of technology we had to develop was a proper phone switch to be able to handle that volume of calls inbound and outbound. And you have to make sure you don't have that latency or that slowdown. So you have a three to five second pause in between the conversation. I always like to say that I only knew that we had a good technology when my dad was able to use it. Like you talked about, you know, if you ever called in and you're trying to get somebody, you're like, I just wish I could hit zero and speak to a person. We've all said that. Now, for the first time, the diesel wallet's speaking to you. If you did ask it something that it didn't know the answer to, it immediately, instead of saying transferring you to other apartments, just says, hey, I'm sorry. I don't know how to help you. Give me one second and transfers them to a live agent. Now, the great thing about our technology is that every time an event like that happens, though, it learns from it. So when that particular event happens again, it now knows how to handle it in the future. But again, first and foremost, the customer experience, again, not get somebody frustrated. They're helped right away. We're marked and we know how to improve over time. So the technology, when it's implemented from the first 30 days compared to, let's say, six months later, it's like an employee that had started your job week one, but now they're a year later with all that extra knowledge they have. And the best thing about us, I think, is this. When you're training your sales staff or your customer service staff, I'd say one of the biggest pet peeves most management has is, man, this person's asked me the same thing five times. So now we may ask, how do we respond to something? But only once. So you train it once, you could scale hundreds and hundreds of agents. In principle, I understand how this works, but I guess I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, you know, I'm going to call and I'm interested in buying a product or service. And we're not necessarily just talking about call centers. And I'm going to talk to, is it a recorded voice? Is it artificial intelligence? Is it, you know, a Siri-like voice, Alexa-type voice that's going to respond back to me and answer my questions? You know, are they feeding me email templates? What's the actual user experience when you're talking to an AI-driven call center? Let's break it up into three parts. The voices themselves. Yes, they can be pre-recordings or they can be what we would call a neural voice or sometimes called an AI voice. And there's different reasons why you might use each one. If you call in for a customer service type campaign where maybe you're checking a bill balance or an account number, that kind of thing, where you need information, let's say, traditionally read from a screen, you have to use some kind of neural voices because pre-recordings, it'll sound kind of choppy and it just doesn't sound right. So we recommend neural voices in that case. 
The thing is that with AI and a common misconception is this. If you don't have a working process, in other words, hey, we've been doing customer service for this for two years. We've got thousands of recordings. We have knowledge bases that the agents can read off of. If we don't have that base, an AI implementation, not ours, any, will fail. Because AI models, just like a human, they need to be trained and they need to have data to train them. So you can't take a brand new campaign of, let's say, you're trying to sell widgets over the internet, and you bought a list and you hit go. The AI is not going to figure out how to sell it. Humans need to understand how to sell it, the objections, the rebuttals, and we need all that to train the AI models. One of the unique things that now exist is instead of just having to get all the scripts written, we can actually use the recordings of agents, you know, 300, 500, 1,000, whatever it is, to help speed up the training of these models. So here's the first thing you have to figure out. What's the actual intent of the question? And there's a big difference when if I were to say, where did you get my information compared to where are you located? So the keyword-based AI processing doesn't work as efficiently as if we look at an entire sentence or paragraph structure. So when you break this up, A, you have your voices, like you said, pre-recorded or neural. B, you have to have a knowledge base of data so that we can look at it. And C, you need to have those different recordings or that process has to be in place for any AI implementation to be successful. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So you mentioned that there has to be some onboarding here and that you can train your artificial intelligence. So the first place my head goes is, all right, you're just going to turn this thing on. And the first call, it's going to say, I don't understand your question. Let me bounce that to a rep. And it starts learning about what that question to answer is. You're basically able to feed it some data by listening to recordings from your existing reps or using whatever FAQs or questions you have to feed some data into the process to have it start to learn before it's actually answering calls. 
You got it 100%. So let's say you hired a salesperson tomorrow. And let's say your typical training is one to two days and you give them some books, you have some training materials, may have some scripts, some bullet points, some objections, some rebuttals, and other FAQ type literature. Then maybe that individual sits next to some of your more experienced salespeople and sits there with a day or two, we call that shadowing, right? Where they're just listening to the conversation and they're picking up different styles of some people. Without doubt, they get on the phone call. And like you said, the first call, they get asked a question they just didn't know the answer to. But here's the thing. Now they do their two, 300 phone calls a day, or maybe 50 to 100 in a, in a B2B situation. Now in three months, your rep is asking a lot less questions because they've gone through training. And what they've actually done is been trained on how to answer questions in that particular environment. So all we're doing is we're taking those same three months of calls that it takes a sales rep usually to get comfortable. And by using recordings and pushing it into the brain, if you will, we've taken that three-month cycle and made it literally a matter of hours. So talk to me about some of the practical applications for using an AI-driven call center. Often we think about get my contact information or we'll call you back later or hear your balances, sort of informational. Can you use this for sales, for marketing? What are some of the ways people are using this technology? First and foremost, I would say pre-sales. Hey, um, a lead came in the internet, typically in, uh, let's say, a fronter closer type sales situation where a fronter will call, verify the user's needs, and then transfer them to correct sales rep based on the product or service. We have become that fronter. Now, in the lab and on a small scale, we've actually done a complete sale for different products where, yes, you called in from a TV commercial. Yes, I could take your order. Here's the different upsells, downsells, side sells. Let's charge your credit card, ping the gateway, verify the credit card is good, put the order into the CRM and completed the entire process. Most clients, though, they start off with that fronter situation. But here's another great use of the technology. There's a lot of campaigns companies talk about doing and they don't have the resources to do. For example, when's the last time you called your clients and just surveyed them to see how happy they are? Maybe there's things yet you can do better. When's the last time you called 500, 1,000 clients and just asked them those questions and not pretend, but actually care about your clients? I've been in a lot of companies where in the room, a conference room, we're talking about what the customer's wants and needs are, but nobody's talking to the clients. Well, let's use this as a survey tool to engage that client and get some good feedback. What about clients that you may have lost, but it's six months later? What about winning them back, some kind of win back campaign? We've all heard how many times that it's cheaper to get a client back than get a new client. Here's now a technology that a lot of times companies talk about, know what's important, but haven't had the time or resources to do. And now we can automate by creating these different campaigns with AI to handle that and having your humans now concentrating on getting the new sales in. So what I'm hearing from you is that there are applications outside of the traditional customer service and informational queries that you're using conversational AI for, and they start with basically the, you called it the fronter, I would say the SDR or the prospect vetting. There's a routing scenario. So this allows you to basically move quickly and engage with your prospects, hands them to the right people. But you're also using it for a marketing perspective to do data collection and understand what's happening with your customers. And even at times, you're starting to think about winning back customers and getting them back into your funnel. So there's practical applications, not only top of funnel sales, but you're also thinking about marketing retention and analysis. Absolutely. Now, you know, it's funny you should mention the funnel. So I like to tell clients, hey, take that funnel and turn it sideways, okay? So now you've brought all these clients into, you've closed them. 
But now if we reverse that funnel, and I know we're not podcast, nobody can see my hands, but now that we've talked to them, let's expand that revenue. Let's expand the offerings. Let's expand the services that we can give to each client. And that's what's so exciting about AI. We're able to do this so much quicker, more efficient, and cheaper than ever before. And here's another huge use of AI that we haven't talked about and doesn't get talked about enough. Have you ever had an agent on the phone say something that was incorrect? Have you ever had an agent say something on the phone that wasn't compliant? It's not always malicious. We are humans. We make mistakes. A health insurance agent accidentally saying that something's free with the policy when it's not. There's a lot of things out on the compliance side that our technology is great for because it's never going to go off script. It's going to say exactly what it needs to do. So now your compliance department has a lot less work. You don't have to listen to a whole bunch of recordings to make sure the agents stayed on script because it's always going to. So the other nice thing out this on top of is just the management. If you have 100 reps on the phone, you may have to have four or five compliance and QA people that you just don't need anymore. Interesting. I always think about humans being superior to handling customer service queries, but I guess I see your point that at times humans can be somewhat misleading. Maybe there is an opportunity for AI to take over. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brian Podolak, the CEO and co-founder of Vocodia, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Brian and I are going to talk about disrupting traditional sales teams with artificial intelligence. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Brian Podolak. That's B-R-I-A-N-P-O-D-O-L-A-K. Or you could visit his company's website, which is vocodia.com, V-O-C-O-D-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.